All right, everybody, welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures podcast. I wanted to tell everyone about a new way that you can support us. We have a link now in the description of every single episode on Spotify, and it gives you an option to donate to us. So we'd really appreciate if you would consider that. Um, The prices are literally anywhere from $1 to $10, so none of that's going to break the bank, but... Um, If you enjoy our content, it's a way for you to support us and help us continue to get better equipment, record better episodes, and keep getting better podcasts out there for you guys to listen to. So we thank you for uh, taking the time to listen to us, and let's get into another podcast. Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 57. Me and Hudson are recording live today, and we have a special guest, a legend of the podcast. We've heard uh, Tim and Cliff talk about him many times, uh, but he has watched me out fish him for five minutes once, and then he caught an eight-pounder about 30 minutes later. So... (laughs) Uh, we have Scott Williford with us today. So, Scott, how are you doing? Good. It's good. Thanks for uh, taking a little time out of your evening to talk with us and probably lower your IQ talking to me and Hudson, but <laughs> it's something. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we'll just start where we normally do, but uh, did you grow up fishing? You're a big-time bass fisherman. I feel like you probably fish more than almost anyone I know, but... Uh, did you grow up fishing? Did your, you know, yeah. dad or grandpa kind of yeah. take you out? What got, where'd you get your start there? Oh, I'm Southside White Trash, but I still <laughs> hung, out, <laughs> hung out in Lightning Creek when I was a little kid, catching crawdads and fish, and then uh-huh. dad took me fishing all the time on weekends, stuff like that. So pretty much the normal. Yeah, just start up like everybody else. Ponds and yeah. worms and yeah, everything. Mostly, yeah, mostly ponds out in the Mustang. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean... All growing up, you were just playing in the creek, just That's chasing it. crawdads, frogs, whatever, yeah. whatever, swimming around in there. You were getting into it. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. It. I feel like, I don't know, I mean, pretty normal start for most uh, people that fish a lot. So. Yeah. so so when did it go from, like, normal to <laughs> fanatic? Because, uh, as Glenn said, probably you, you fish more than anybody I I know, mm-hmm. and and I know that there are people that that's their full time job, so they they yeah. fish more than you do. But yeah. for somebody that works full time, has their own company, mm-hmm. and yet fish. So when when was that transition? When when did that kind of happen? Well, I didn't fit well. I mean, that's whenever I started tournament fishing, two thousand maybe ninety nine or something like that. But that I was probably fishing fifty or sixty days a year, which I, I mean I assume that's average for somebody that calls them a fisherman, but. Yeah, now I fish about 150 days a year for the last <laughs> four or five years. So yeah, I'd much rather fish than work. It's just gotta make a little money. <laughs> yeah, go for that gas. <laughs> That's but, right. Yeah, no, yeah. probably yeah. So 2000, then just kind of kept fishing more and more. You know, so 50 to 60 days a year and up, 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 up. And was it like? Did you go with local tournaments? Was it kind oh, of the yeah, local scene? Yeah, that's all, yeah, that's all we've ever done really. Skater and. Nickels and Fisher's Men, and there's a lot of trails that's bit the dust that we used to fish back then. Cobra and 
stuff like that. But what, started with the smaller ones and went with the bigger ones later. And yeah, what was your first tournament? Do you remember geez. that uh, the first like one you ever signed up for or anything? It had. Uh, Probably back in the Cobra days. I think that was probably about 2000. Well, I remember when I got married. That's the reason I got married. My wife's like, oh, you like to fish? I'm like, oh, yeah, I fish all the time. She goes, my daddy got a pond. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go check this pond out. So Uh It was Rush Springs. They had like 3,600 acres and had about a a watershed that was about a mile long one way and a quarter mile the other. And, uh, I mean, you could literally catch eight pounder every time you went, you know. So I'm like, yeah, I'm marrying yeah. this deal. And then they sold, they sold the pond. Well, I can still get on that pond, but I ain't been there in years, but they sold it, you know, 10 years later or whatever. But, uh, but no, the, yeah, so let's say this. When we were fishing that all the time, you go down there and catch 100 fish a day, two or three eight-pounders, a nine-pounder or whatever. And construction site, these guys were talking trash. Well, you think you're so good, just come fish this tournament with us. And that's how I got started. Oh, wow. So I'm like, all right, I'll show you boys how it's done. Of course, uh-huh. it didn't weigh damn fish. Yeah. <laughs> the first probably two years of tournament fishing, it's like, what is going on? So then you just get, you know, the competitive juices flowing, like, all right, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. Do or die. Yeah, that's was, – and, and it was, uh, you know, there some of those start out like now you got kayak groups and oh, yeah. tube fishermen and – and all that, yeah. you know. I didn't start out that way. I started strong. There you go. <laughs> all in. Well, I say so. I, first boat was a 19-footer, so you got you know, you to kind of work your way up. But, yeah, I guess that's how it's And did you jump in with a 19-foot bass cat, or did you? Yeah. Oh, wow. You did go all in. I've been bass in. cat all the way, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 20, almost, I guess, about 25 years. That's all. Awesome. Never owned a different brand? I had a little Procraft was the very first one, but it was like a fishing ski. I didn't fishing tournaments. Okay. Yeah. You get your first one thinking, oh, I'm getting it for the family. Psh, no, you're not. <laughs> you buy a fish and ski, you're freaking retarded. You get that is thing that'll work. It don't fish good and it don't ski good. You know? yeah. so, <laughs> so let's just get the one that does yeah. it right. Yeah. Let's so get I a fish about maybe a year and then I then I got the bass boat. So Yeah. That's awesome. But always had John Boat, two man, you know, all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I don't know, every single person that, you know, gets into fishing fishing all these ponds just catching a ton of fish they're like feeling good and then they go out mm-hmm. on a big lake and just get uh, humbled yeah. <laughs> yeah. get a big old piece of humble pie yeah. i know i definitely got that at mcgee creek and sardis and oh yeah all those southeast sardis lakes still just, do that to me i don't fish it very often that i'm never really figured that out yeah been a tough one for you yeah other than the wind blows every time I go. Yeah. So when uh, was there a turning point for you in, in the tournament fishing where you were able to hold your own? And was there some kind, was it a, a tactic? Was it a just a different kind of how you would attack a lake uh, that allowed you to kind oh, of just, or was it just trial by error yeah just time on the water not that I ain't I ain't never psh, I can't tell you how many times I finished first place out of the money I mean a bunch yeah yeah. that's the reason we quit fishing nickels and skeeter heck you go out there and out fish 120 130 boats and who cares still didn't get paid you know it's like god, god dang yeah. man cause yeah. you got out fish 90% instead of 85% don't get you paid you know so. wow then we quit I still fish a few of those but not like I used to but yeah 
It'll talk about humbling. It'll hum- even when you're on them, it don't matter. I can't tell you how many 16, 17-pound sacks of grand back in the day we weighed and didn't even get paid on that. It's like, well, good times. You know, yeah. it's like, God dang it. That's, yeah, that, that could that could be so frustrating. But then again, I, I, you know, being competitive, knowing you as long as I've known you and you're competitive, mm-hmm. it just, you know, it it upset you for a little bit then it all, then you just oh, like, no, I reload yeah. <laughs> yep go back and try hard figure out what you didn't do right yeah, try what? not to listen to what everybody else supposedly did right that was get you in trouble too so wow. yeah cause you know they're trying to yeah. have some breadcrumbs leading the other direction yeah. stuff yeah what's what's your strategy for a tournament I mean is, at this point have you fished most lakes most times a year that you're fishing tournaments on that you've got a pretty good idea going into mm-hmm. it but. I mean we always fish Grand, you follow Texoma. I know those mm-hmm. good. I mean, I haven't fished Grand in two or three years though, since I bought a place at Texoma. I've just been staying down there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you figured out after doing it for 25 years or figuring out enough to know something. Like uh-huh. I said, not enough to get paid for every time, <laughs> that's for sure. But at least a starting point and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of figure out what area of the lake you like. Know, well, if it's been raining a bunch, I better go up here. If it's been, but then you spin out because you know every brush pile and you follow. And, you know, I know what this is doing. That's doing this time of year. Well, I remember the time we did that. And then, you know, here we go. And you're just <laughs> running the lake all day, young day, you know. So, yeah, just yeah, like patience is something. I don't think I've, I've definitely gotten better, but, you know, because I got some buddies that's won a tournament sitting on one spot all day long. I've just never been able to do that. Sit there and wait for them to come, you know. Yeah, you are definitely a running gun. Yeah. I mean, you are. I've gotten better. I can. Now I try to like on since Texoma I just I try to get about two or three areas and hit yeah. that. But Texoma's it's it's getting small real fast. There's only certain places you can win on in that lake. Except for springtime. You can win anywhere in spring, but you know, majority of the year. They just get, I get rid of seventy percent of that lake. Yeah. Dang. So when you go in and 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 you're going to a, a lake that you fished before and but do you find that you're using a lot of the similar tactics regardless of the lake or um, or maybe this, just the same baits that you would use it, or sometimes it's what you get confidence in is, you know and you can seem to make it work anywhere that's, that's a scary thing you ever listen to Rick Clun talk he's always like whatever you got confidence in you know it's like they can feel it through the line on <laughs> Right stuff, and I sometimes you almost think they can. You know, it's like, well, maybe he's got something to it. I don't know. Seems like every year there's something you really get dialed in on. You know, and it kind of changes every two or three years. And so, what what would you say is your most confident tactic? What, oh, what? dude, I, I there'd be twenty rods on my deck every day I go out. <laughs> go down, look at my boat right now. He's got twenty rods on the deck. <laughs> but there's two or three that's been good on Texoma that I won't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, I didn't even. I don't know if I fished. I did a bunch of high school tournaments last year, so I didn't even fish a tournament on Texoma last year. But there's certain it, things that are working, and certain it ain't. That's so. Fair. So, for instance, like right now in Texoma, the, you have two or three tactics that you say are they different tactics from when you started, or uh, fishing in tournaments. Oh, for one, oh, hell yeah. Hell, they didn't have half the stuff back then. There wasn't no <laughs> chatterbait, you know. There wasn't, right. wasn't yeah. throwing big swim baits. Wasn't doing any of that stuff back in 2000. Yeah. That's, which leads me to another question, but I'll let yeah. somebody else no, ask. No, no, you can ask. Because I was, uh, uh, so since you started, outside of 
outside, and, and we're just talking baits right now, mm-hmm. or or uh, we can even say uh, technique. What what do you think has been the biggest, most impactful either bait or technique since you started that that you think? Oh man, that was a huge game changer. Cinco and chatterbait, no doubt. Cinco and chatterbait, easy. How the pros kept that chatterbait under wraps so long, I don't know. Oh, so, so <laughs> oh, they had it for like five or six years before we ever knew what was going on. Really? really? Yeah. That were first they, year it came out, it was freaking fire. Were they? Huh. Was a brand making them? Were they making them oh, themselves? Oh, you got to have a jackhammer, and you can, all these idiots can say anything they want to say about the million different knockoffs. Nope, gonna pay you fifteen bucks for a jackhammer. That's fact. Really? Yep. Wow. Ain't even close. Craziest wow. thing I ever seen. Kind of like a Cinco, but that's funny because they make a million different knockoffs of a Cinco, but I can catch them on. But, you know, sometimes you throw a Cinco with a weight or wacky mm-hmm. rig or, you know. If I'm if I'm wacky rigging, I'm throwing Yamamoto, no doubt. Well, if I'm just Texas rigging a weight, Yamamoto. But if I'm using weight or something else, then I'll use whatever. It don't seem to matter, you know. But yeah. I think. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. But the chatterbait, yeah, that was fire. <laughs> Still is at times. And if you don't throw it, throw it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the very first time I ever uh, experienced that with you, where it was a different bait, was it? You were throwing uh, uh, some lucky craft jerk bait, and I'm like, really? Uh, first, I was sticker shock, you know, because <laughs> boys, right? McGee Creek on that black Aurora. Was it blue with a black? Bite? Oh yeah, it was yeah. McGee Creek for sure, and. I'm sitting there throwing, you know, the knockoff cheapest, you know, <laughs> uh, as cheap as I could get crankbait or jerkbait, uh-huh. and you're throwing that Lucky Craft, and it's like, uh, and I, I, I really I wasn't convinced, but then um, you caught that ten pounder off. Uh, that was about as long as my leg. It was. It looked like a torpedo, and uh, so I went and bought my first Lucky Craft after that, and I couldn't believe the castability first, or the difference in the ability to even just throw that bait yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. And that's a cheap one nowadays, you know. Oh, yeah, that's so that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. All of it's crazy. Just yeah. in the last twenty-five years, how much it's went up. Yeah. I mean, Which the trickle down effect, even your tackle to go with it, has yeah. become so specialized in material. All of it's it is a it's mind boggling. Yeah. It's it's frustrating, especially as many yeah. lures as I lose, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so it's like, uh, you know, I know that water's uh, fifty two degrees, but I'm seriously considering jumping in there. <laughs> Save that lure. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'll admit it. I, I need to be better, but I'm not a jerkbait guy. I don't know. I've never just really used one too much, but well, I feel like. Time. Yeah, this is that, the. <clears throat> February is the golden month. I, I mean, you use it year round, but February's. Mm-hmm. That's about the only time. I mean, I use it year round, but February's, you know, Alabama rig, jerkbait. Mm-hmm. Go. Get after rig. it. I just, I never got any drop shot and all that. That's not my style too much, but. Yeah, do you uh, do you feel like a jig is pretty much good year round? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Landon Stout ties one of those on 
it doesn't matter. Anytime he goes out and yeah. still catches fish. So yeah, it's a staple. Yeah, it's the thing. You'd have all these brand new fancy things, but I promise you, if you pick up a spinner bait and a jig and go fishing, generally you're going to catch fish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people forget about spinnerbait with the chatterbait and everything else that's come along, but maybe I'm just old, but spinnerbait still catches them. Yeah, that's me. I don't really use the chatterbait, but put a spinnerbait on there, and yeah. that's that's my confidence bait right there. I'm like, yeah. I don't care where I'm at or what I'm doing. I can probably catch a couple on that. Yeah. So so if, if somebody were to say, all right, Scott, you had to pick, uh, like, you could only pick, like, three baits to fish this tournament. That's it. Three baits. I, I'm curious, what three baits would you pick? And is there a particular cutter, color pattern that you're like, man, in Oklahoma, I've probably got a shot? Yeah. Uh, it just depends on what time of year and what color the water is. You know, well, let's say that. spring, because we're rolling yeah, into spring. You know, people, not yet, because we just got out of the Arctic blast, mm-hmm. but you know, here, as things warm up, people are going to start thinking fishing. Yeah. And so let's just say springtime. The spring in Oklahoma, what what would you say, all right, if you only gave me three? Now, spring in Oklahoma, I'm going to do jerkbait. And see, Texoma's freaking runt me, though, here lately because there's no crawdads. In. Hey, now, there's something you can ask your Department of Wildlife people. There ain't a crawdad <laughs> one in Lake Texoma. Zero. Really? I've been on it for four years. So What's four times 150? 600 days? Ain't seen a crawdad. Ain't had a fish spit up a crawdad. Ain't nothing in live well crawdad. Mm. Ain't no crawdads. They've kept it about three or four foot low just about from the day I bought my place down there. Wow. I can't imagine that and having everything to do with it. But yeah. uh, anyway, so as the same, I like to say this. Generally, I would say a biffle bug on a biffle head. I mean, that's been a staple in Oklahoma forever because it yes. don't matter what time, what temperature, anything else. Because I probably quit fishing a jig there for four or five years a lot and just pick up the biffle bug you know yeah but now in Texoma I, I mean it'll still catch them but uh, it just I'm not sure I'd throw a jig but back to yeah this time of year Alabama rig jerk bait and jig square bill if you get a bunch of rocks around you know so I've you know and I've of course I've fished everything there but Alabama rig I I've, I haven't really done that because you know, I hear that, well, you got to have a, you know, this kind of rod or this kind, you know. So is is there a is there a cheaper way to get into doing that or is that true? No, you better have a stiff rod, better be yeah. about, you know, a foot you, longer than average. Yeah. But you can buy an eight foot rod for 99 bucks, you know. Yeah. So it ain't like it's anything crazy. I'm, I'm pretty sure Landon tied one on to his normal, like, yeah. You medium can. medium action yeah, you, rod and yeah. he just don't put a bunch of heavy weights on the heads which I never really do anyway you know don't put a bunch five or six quarter ounce you know right you, can, you ain't gotta do all that not unless you're fishing 56 foot deep and you're gonna catch a 50 foot deep anyway you know so right uh, and how long would you how, what in your experience how how far into the spring does that uh going to be the most effective to fish in Alabama rig. Is there a time where it yeah. drops off effectively? I think so. I mean, February is usually it for me. I oh, mean, really? You no, know, there are guys that will throw it year-round, too. Mm-hmm. But, and into March, I mean, when they pull up, I caught a nine-and-a-half, two years ago, McGee on one in two foot of water. It was wow. Jeez. First week of March. You know, setting in about 30, but you could throw it up there to about two foot, and she was right up there and smashed it, you know. Gosh. Wow. So, and then 
don't seem to matter. But February is when I thought. Man. Do you think about it? It got popular in the fall, and I ain't never done as well in the fall. But once again, I'm fishing a bunch of Texoma. You got a freaking striper. Yeah. And they'll tear the piss out of one. You know, you can't hardly <laughs> throw it because they'll just tear it up. Really? Oh, yeah. And what do you like? What Do you have a go-to that you typically tie on those Alabama? No, rigs? whatever's cheap. Kytex or I don't like the big thumping quite as much. So, um, well, I used to throw the, what was the old Jean LaRue? Um, Swimmers, what are they called? Sweet swimmers or something like that. Oh, uh, I still got. And they it. had the long johns. They had the. It was kind of like the advanced version of the little long john. Yeah, you know, shiny swimmers or something, whatever they're called. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like? Uh, so we talked about rod. Usually, use a long, heavy action one. Do you feel like you have to have one of those kind of like the whatever Abu Garcia winch or like the loose super duty or whatever, like kind of a beefier reel to nah. throw those big ones? Or you think that's kind of a myth that you need to have? I more gear imagine. and stuff. I'm sure maybe you can get more. I don't know. Usually when they hit it, they freight train. It's like you're going for feel on a freaking Alabama <laughs> yeah. rig, you know. So I do have, you know, 300 size reels when I'm throwing big swim baits, big crankbait mm-hmm. or Alabama rig, just because you can launch, the, you know, a mile there. You got an eight foot <laughs> rod, so I think that does help. Okay. Yeah, but and uh, and man. on that lure that you're tying on that Alabama rig, is it is it a paddle tail? Is mm-hmm. that what you're typically yeah. to get the yeah. to get that vibration going? Yeah. And and is there a certain number that you kind of? I used grab? to throw that flash mob. Junior's been pretty much been my. Then how go-to. many baits are on five? Is it five? Is or it five, five or six, five? I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Four around and one in the middle. Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess I'll just say this for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what an Alabama rig. It's basically. Like it's a bait with like five little small minnow kind of shad. No, they got that bait fish. They got someone's got about twenty. Seriously, up to twenty now. Yeah. (laughs) Holy crap! The chandelier, if you will. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) it's like it looks like a chandelier that you're Mm -hmm. pulling through the water Mm -hmm. uh, with all these baits swimming off of it, so that it to imitate a school of bait fish. Yeah. Yeah. So big meal in the winter for these bass that are about to get up and spawn and stuff. So. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you, Scott, do you spend a lot of time, um, is it just, do you fish whenever you can or is it like? That's I, right. You okay. nailed it. Yeah. If I, ain't working, <laughs> if I ain't working, I'm fishing. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like you're focusing on getting out there the most in February and stuff when no, they're big. I mean, I wish it did just, whenever I've got time, if I've got stuff guys can do without me being around, I'm gone. Nice. <laughs> I'll leave on Wednesday, Thursday. Don't freaking matter, man. But, it, but if there is a. If is there some kind of weather pattern or some kind of something that when you see that uh, this time of year, or is it like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be there? No matter. Then, if you can get on water, get on water. I can tell you. And Texoma, once again, just the last four years, the smallmouth like it when it's nasty. I mean, if you got the cojones to get out there when it's nasty. Which I don't. They are on it. I can't tell you how many times, like 30 mile an hour wind, you set spot lock on a point somewhere and they're smashing it. There's a good Alabama rig picture. Uh, yeah, so you just yeah, go when you he, go. We'll need to post this picture of these uh, two lunkers that he's got on. That was four fishing the old Alabama rig through them trees. Wow. God. They like it. Apparently awesome. he caught two at once. So uh, <laughs> I guess have you done? What's I wonder what's the most you've ever caught at one time on a two usually on an Alabama bass probably four 
Striper five. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Good grief. I can't imagine See, having five stripers yeah. on a rig. Yeah, trying tear to tear it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a, Trying to drag some line out, I imagine, when you got five stripers yeah. on an Alabama rig. Yeah. They'll do it. That's <laughs> unbelievable. That's the one good thing about Texas. You can always catch fish down there. That's the good thing about yeah. it. Yeah. But the crowded things, I don't know what's going on. Well, I've heard people talk about that like, I was fishing with a guy on the upper Illinois. We were doing a float and kind of chasing smallmouth and stuff, and he was saying, I've fished this for, whatever, 15 years, and all of a sudden we don't see any crawdads. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it's— I thought it was just a Texoma thing. Yeah, I don't know if it's, yeah, nationwide or anything, but he mentioned that exact thing on the upper Hmm. Illinois, and he said he asked wildlife department guys and didn't really get an answer. So that's interesting that you kind of bring that up. Yeah, you wonder when they— if that, the conditions in which they have to have young. Uh, well, there's crabs all in Texoma. I see crabs. Wow. I don't know, 20 days a year. Huh. I forgot what they're called. They're, uh, what are they called? I looked it up. They don't get real bad. It's about as big as they get. But, but smallmouth chow on them, son. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you throw anything to imitate? I've got, the Gulp actually makes a little bitty crab. Oh, really? And I've tried, but I ain't got anything on it. <laughs> of course, anything that looks perfectly exactly like it, they don't bite. Yeah. yeah. Think about the best looking lure you ever bought. Generally, you don't catch crap on it. <laughs> yeah. You can throw an old 1962 salt crawl that's flat, looks like you made it in kindergarten, <laughs> cut it out of a piece of construction paper, and they'll smoke it. You know? <laughs> Don't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> or chatterbait, that damn sure don't look like anything. No. No. No, chew on that deal, so I don't know. Uh, one of my favorite things to fish uh, in the summers is I have these old three-quarter ounce mud bugs from my grandpa. They're mm. red and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> heck those things look like, but yeah. they get chomped on it. in American horse, so I freaking love those things. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny wow. how that... The ugliest baits, yeah, always produce. Yeah, I, I'm serious. I don't know of a, just a bait that looks great that I've whacked them on ever. What was that company? That, I can't think that's got the real realistic looking ones. Yeah, where it looks like multiple kind yeah. of fish in the crankbaits yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I would eat that. Yeah. I mean, I, if I was a fish, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's, I'm that's being That's 100% that. for fishermen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not fish. And it works for fishermen yeah. to buy, but not to catch yeah, them. Well, I'm crab. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. I bet the birds oh, well, chow down yeah. on those things too. Yeah, yeah, you can if you snag like a, I don't know, a rag or a. Sometimes you'll snag an old throw net or something, pull it up, it'll be covered in them. So huh. you think that freaking gulp crab would work? Yeah, I figured it out. <laughs> Need to talk to some of those guys on the Gulf Coast. See what yeah. crab yeah. baits they those, got. Uh, redfish fishermen. Yeah. So, is there a color that you think, man, Oklahoma? This is if you if you had one color of bait to go to, is there green pumpkin? I don't green think pumpkin. Where you go, yeah. yeah, yeah. The only Oklahoma color is spinner bait. When you got the chartreuse and white with a have that Colorado blade that's bright orange, you know that's the Oklahoma thing. But and it works in Oklahoma, that's for sure. Yeah. What's your theory on uh, colors and like water clarity? Are you kind of like natural colors and yeah. they're super clear? Pretty water? much whatever you read, that's yeah. pretty much it. No, no, but you'd be surprised with things seeing zero percent clarity too. Uh-huh. You know, and green pumpkins—you could throw it in anything, I think, because in real, you know, Thunderbird red, it almost looks black. You know, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Well. um, 
where I was just thinking, where is your, I mean, I know you said you have a lake house on Texoma, so maybe that is your favorite place, but do you kind of have a favorite lake or region of the state that you like to fish? Well, I'm old. You don't have to name any small lakes if you're worried about it. Since I got that place down there, I've changed up. You know, I've been going to Uh Texas quite a bit. I'll hit Bonham and, um, oh, what's it, Glimmer. There's several little lakes within a couple hours if you go south. Yeah. So Pat Mays and Bob Samlin, and uh, I've been hitting all those the last few years just for something different. Yeah. Hugo, it's only about an hour from Lake House. So it just changes up. Depends where I'm at. Mm Mm-hmm. My the work the company I work for built that boat arc lake down there between Bonham and Paris. Right. Yeah. So the thing ever gonna open up? Yeah, that's I another reason I bought the lake house because I knew that was coming. And now they got a bigger one. What's the big one they're building? You know that one? It's giant uh, and it's right there too. Is it right in yeah. there? I'm not sure. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's big. But I forgot how big it is. These hundred thousand acres. Do you think that they will eventually take some pressure off Fork? Uh, if those lakes come into their own, well, if they, yeah, if they, but that one's small. That the Bodar like sixteen thousand acres. Yeah, or something. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to get hammered. It's got like two ramps. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, gotcha. They did the same kind of thing though with that they did. I think at Fork where they put the, you know, all the Florida hybrids in. The oh, there's no doubt it's going to be loaded up. Yeah, but yeah, if it'll ever fill up and they'll open it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to get. Well, they've changed the open date a bunch, and they keep changing the level a bunch. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I figure the opening is not tell, <clears throat> not telling anybody. Of course, yeah. that'll last all the week. When people figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but, so the, the the one week some people will have a story yeah. to tell for the rest of their life, yeah, and, and then, then that's it. Yeah. All game. <laughs> yeah, I'm pushing for a private viewing, but yeah. not happening sure yet. Probably so. some people are already sneaking out there. Yeah, that south end's got so many trees. You could get your little kayak. You ain't. Hey, you're not going to get a bass boat in there anyway. It's too tight. You know. Oh, really? Oh, on that end. But it's open. Yeah, it's got a bunch of open water too. But, did they you know. did they put the um, boating lanes through it like fork or? Well, did, I ain't been on it. Well, miles. I mean, I imagine that they probably had to or will yeah, have. To. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I once you because you. I don't even know what that highway is that you go across right there. I've been. Uh, but I can't see from there. Surely they did. They're pretty good about that in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Toledo Bend and Sam Raven, they all got it. So if you could go anywhere in the country, like any lake, and they said, all expenses paid, we're going to let you go here, and you get to fish a week, where are you going? Well, I don't know. I, don't, I can't sit anywhere a week. i got to be I know. I, that sounds move. very interesting. That would be. Well, I'd want to go somewhere up north on them giant smallmouths because I hadn't done it, you know. Oh, like on Michigan, Lake Michigan. Well, wherever it is. St. Lawrence or yeah, something, maybe. Yeah, that'd be a one of them. No, I always wanted to have enough money where I could start in January in Florida, fish about a month there, scooch on over, <laughs> you know, whatever, Georgia, Alabama for about two or three weeks, and then Texas for about a month, and then up here. That'd be the way to do it. But okay, yeah. That's, have you fished That's Florida? a big money move. Nope. Oh, have you, what other states? Texas, you- Oklahoma, Missouri, Arkansas. That's it. I need to get to Louisiana. It ain't that far, but now they're tearing up Caddo. <clears throat> it's got so popular because yeah. it's not that far from Texas either, really. Yeah. But yeah, I generally try two or three at least new lakes every year. You know, that's that's the great thing about where we live. We are pretty close oh, to yeah. a, a Good lot. Lord, you of, couldn't fish them all. Well, you know why? Yeah. You, like I said, from Texas, if you drew your little four-hour loop, you got a lot. Yeah, I mean Toledo Bend and Sam Rayburn's like five hours. They're not that far from there. You no, know? so no. you can get there. And then, of course, trying to learn 
those massive amount, oh, uh, you, you know it'd yeah be, uh, yeah no you just got to get lucky yeah there's a lot a lot to cover down there yeah i mean even southeast you know just all of eastern oklahoma you can oh, stay yeah. busy doing that and yeah, going over and so many little city lakes that are so good you know mm-hmm. yeah there was that little one i don't maybe it's close to wilburn or wilburton or something that had a 13 out of it last year just little tiny well, that's where old your boy what's his josh jones you know when he first started uh-huh. catching all them biggins he was all over them little city lakes all over down through there yeah wow well i guess speaking of old josh jones are you a live scope guy you kind of started to I've figure that it. out a little bit yeah, I've had it for four years. I don't know if I figured it out. <laughs> Trying. The first year, 2020 is when I got it, and it was definitely easier then than it is now. Really? Fish, yeah, fish got used to it. Used to I'd have to set it about 75 foot out and could catch them, but now, I mean, you, you better be 100 foot or better out or they won't they really? play with it. Oh, yeah. You pull so up to a brush ball and watch them leave. Wow. If you're within 40 foot for sure. That's the reason I don't see these guys that sit in there freaking drop shot right under the boat. Come to Oklahoma and show me how to do that. I, I don't get it. Wow. I get within 40 foot and they're gone. Huh. So, I don't That's know. really interesting. Yeah, because I was like, whenever I first started hearing about that, I was like, it seems like these guys are just pulling them out one after another. And it's like, how are the fish going to last? You yeah. know, no, people. They're adapting. They yeah. figured it out. Yeah, and snap when you get, like we were talking about earlier, when they've got five or six live scopes pinging off of every direction. So it'll, yeah. it'll work itself out. Yeah. But they're already talking about how they're seeing how fish will just be out in the middle on nothing now, you know. Uh-huh. Or they'll be sitting slap on the bottom. There's a picture on what website I was on. You know, the giant rocks up north in Smallmouth. And this picture has a, like a big boulder the size of a Volkswagen. It's got like 80, six-pounders, and they're just like stuck to it. So there's no way you can tell that's what that is. You know, if you went over it looking at it, you could pan over it. I wouldn't have a clue. So. Wow. so it's like they're already figuring some stuff out. So is it is – I guess then it would transition naturally to just um, – identifying structure that should hold fish making a mental note or dropping a pin on your mm. on your uh, you know your graph and and then trying to sneak in there uh, without it going on versus watching them or yeah that, now that's what I'll do if I know if I'm looking for a brush like I know okay this little pocket's got five or six brush piles you pull in there and you kind of look see which one's holding fish and then I'll spin back around line up like I said 100 115 foot away and then just turn turn it off because you can put it on the garment you can hit pause so it'll just quit pinging you know yeah. or turn it away either way that's what you know gotcha it's funny it don't seem to affect the crappie as bad as it does the bass I guess crappie are stupid <laughs> yeah. so you yeah. think you think the bass kind of like feel it or something in that lateral line or I just they definitely do something yeah but sometimes it don't matter they'll watch you you know when they're ready to eat, they're going to eat. They're going to they, they don't care what's pinging on them. So, right. Yeah. And is there any tournaments that you fish where they say you can't use Oh, uh, yeah. Five? I'm seeing online where they're doing some of that this year. Uh, really? But, I mean, what are you going to have? 20 old farts show up? Yeah. yeah. There ain't going to be no money in that anyway, so go fish your no live scope tournament. Have a good time, boys. Win $12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. May as well just do a tube tournament yeah. for that. Yeah. Like I so, said, I think it'll come full circle. Everybody's out there ding, 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 and no boy that decides to run down the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be in luck for once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Brandon Belt tournament. You know, the the guy that won that's one of the local guys that's good on that lake every time. And I don't know, they probably had two hundred boats. Wow, that's a, a Rayburn. You know, and I'm sure most of those guys were hard to score live scope. And I bet he mm-hmm. won. 
He may have been. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. I know he wins a ton of money out there, so, you know. So what does the average person not know about a, a bass fishing tournaments? What? What? You know, they're watching this, and they're they're watching, you know, on ESPN or, you know, whatever. What? And they're thinking, oh, these guys are going out there, and they're, you know, catching these fish. And when, what what do they not know that's going on strategy-wise or behind the scenes or, or whatever that that they just— and They probably just don't know how much time is involved before the tournament. Yeah, the fish catching is the easy part for them guys, you know, when they go out there and graph for 12 hours a day for four or five days in a row without even— throwing one plug one time you know so that's how the big boys do it that's probably why I suck I can't sit I can't go that long without fishing <laughs> but they yeah. do it you hear them all the time they, they won't even bring rods like they go they're, however they do their pre-practice and all that they won't even bring a rod I guess that's how you keep yourself from making a cast yeah yeah. yeah. So Dang. looking for ledges looking for brush while marking all that you know that's that's what happened with our what's what's his name the Onum Oh, Bill. Oh, Matt. Matty Robertson. Matty Robertson. He was uh, he when he lost that like two hundred dollars swim bait, and while well, they were, I guess, I think it was pre tournament, and so they were, and I guess he threw it and lost it, and he spent the next like ten hours trying to find it, and eventually pulled it up out of the bottom of the lake right. and found it. Yeah, he was just throwing a net, and he was like, "I know it's in here." <laughs> And it's a lot. So a lot of like in hunting, it's the same way. They'll mm-hmm. go out with their spotting scopes and their, you know, their. And I'm telling you right now, I can't do that either. I'm like, uh, that's that is a different style of hunting, and then I guess in this case, a different style of fishing versus because I've I've fished with you numerous times, and I can't keep up with the your your cast per hour ratio is insane i can't i i i just physically can't i can't keep up i don't know what you, how how long you carb load before you go out and you, can, you can flail the water with the best of them and so uh, that and, but that's more my style too i just you know i uh, that sitting around watching is no point for me <laughs> Yeah, I get bored even just yeah sitting out there in the middle of the lake. I want to keep moving and trying out different spots, and well, that's what people don't realize about. I mean, the Josh Jones. I don't know what he does. I'm not paying two grand to go watch him do it, but I can guarantee you he's just riding around staring at live scope for hours and hours and hours before mm-hmm. he even makes a cast. You know, yeah. and then people bitch about, well, uh, you always catch the fish. Your clients don't. Well, half them clients probably don't fish as much. You can't make that throw. Mm-hmm. You're throwing. 80 foot in front of the boat and it's you know that fish is sitting down there at 18 foot and 70 foot of water you know even though you're watching it still that live scope as you go out cones out so you know you gotta it's not like you're throwing an exact one foot spot out there so yeah you kind of got a lot calibrate your brain to hit that spot and drop it down at the right rate that's why them guys like him and Milliken are so good at they know exactly where to throw it you know well and I think that's another thing that most people don't recognize either is that they think they just went out there and chunked that lure. And, yeah. and that. No. They don't realize that. Yeah, they could have been doing it for you, days before you get to see film. And, and and they, even the average person can't make that cast. Mm. The skill involved in either the distance and the accuracy or the technique in which, you know, I've seen you, um, you know, flipping 
uh, docks and, and uh, you know, boathouses and stuff and making casts, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that it's just over time just getting better and better, or is it a combination of that and learning your equipment and dialing that in? Uh, I think it's all just time on the water. I mean, time on the water. Yeah. Yeah. And I suck compared to the pros. Them boys can flip a dock, you know, 60 foot under the dock. You know I mean? Yeah. Especially the guys raised at Lake of the Ozarks and all that. They are proficient when it comes to dock fishing. Yeah. It's, close. it's so impressive. To I mean, me. they've got, you got cables and yeah. posts and all these things, and they'll bounce. Hey, they'll that flip thing. a freaking spoon under there that's going to go left five foot, right nine foot, you know, and still not get hung up, you know. Just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much just donating a bait to the dock if yeah. I try that. Or yeah. dinging somebody's boat. Yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ringing the gong off a pontoon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, what is the biggest bass you've caught in Oklahoma? Uh, almost 12. 11 and three quarter. And 11 and a half, both of those at McGee Creek. Oh, what awesome. Well, Tim lied about it earlier. It wasn't. <laughs> You don't pay attention. You made two lies. It was almost 12, not effing 10 pounds. (laughs) And it wasn't a Lucky Craft lure that I caught that on when you were with me. It was actually the old school Smithwick Rogue. It was a Rogue. Deep diving clown Rogue. Yes, it was. That was the 11 and 3 quarter. 11 and a half was a wiggle wart. And then the 11 pounder at fork was a Strike King 6XD. And then I asked myself, why am I not throwing crankbaits all the time? (laughs) Because anytime I think about all the big fish I've caught, majority of them been on that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And the two big ones at McGee Creek, you know, we fished every spring break. Kids growing up, that's where we went spring break. So 12 years in a row, we probably fished it, mm-hmm. which was third week of March. And that's when they're coming, you know. Mm-hmm. But those two big ones, if you drew a latitude or a longitude, I don't know which it is, on that lake, both those fish were right on the same line, the same wow. week. I don't know if that's just odds, but the odds of catching them that big in Oklahoma but that week and being on that line, I've often yeah. wondered, how's that work? Does that mean, I don't know. Uh-huh. You know, so that, probably something to it. That fish I watched you catch, that's, that was that's almost your 12. PR. Yeah. That's your biggest fish. Yeah. You've I was in my dad's piece of crap boat when he fit in the live well. You was with me on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, it was. Well, it was that, so long. It in the picture, it looks like a seven-pounder. Oh, yeah. But it's it 27 was, and a half inches long, you know. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I don't know. They're stay regular in McGee. They're all long like that. But McGee's got a lot of hundred foot water, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like broken bow. Them deals where yeah. I'm sure them old biggins, if they you find the hook one say forty foot, he just goes down on that pine tree and you ain't get him out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for two or three days a year. Yep, you got a yeah. chance at him yep. up a little shallower. Yep. What's your favorite kind of bite to get? Like top water, you know, throwing something specific, or is it just mm. big fish is your favorite? I don't know. The old school jig bite's still pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's just that thump, and I can turn around and talk smack before I even sip it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Get ready, boys. Crack! Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, everybody loves top water, and Alabama rigs a freight train bite, and chatterbait, if you got a good enough rod like that, uh, what's uh, Alpha Angler? I think that's what it is. Is that what Polnick throws? Whatever that rod is I got, it's specifically for chatterbait, so okay. it's like graphite and carbon or whatever it is. But, dude, when that bite's on and I've caught five or six, you can feel the fish before he hits. I kid you not. Because it'll just, like, take the wind out of the sails of that crack, of the chatterbait. Uh, uh-huh. 
That's how badass that rod is. I mean, that's I crazy. I can talk smack on chatterbait bike. They're like, here it is. Bam. Wow. Yeah. That rod. I'm, I've never been a big rod snob, so I'm not buying $600 rods. But And that one's not. That's on like a $220 rod. But boy. But it's worth that every cent. Specific, buddy. That one is, yeah. Wow. And maybe awesome. it's just that material change. You know, I don't know. Whatever it is, it works. But it's the jackhammer chatterbait. Got to be a jackhammer. Do you have a... A hundred of them? Yeah. I <laughs> Maybe more. When I when I got the lake place, I didn't realize how much stuff I had in bins. Uh-huh. And went down there and built a shelf that's about 24 foot long. And I think I got five rows and completely filled that thing up. I mean, I bet I got $30,000 worth of crap. <laughs> yeah, and that's not in the three boats I got. But that was, I just couldn't believe how much stuff I've had, which is great if you can get it spread out like that because then you start using yes. it mm-hmm. versus stacked up in the garage, you know, and you don't even know what you got. Right. I'm not the only idiot like that. I'm no, I know. I'm not. It, it has paid off because I have my tackle purchase in the last four years has probably been half. So I can just, now I got it all somewhat organized. Gotcha. You know, but. Got an idea where it is at yeah. least. And, yeah. And summers in college, it might, the, cup holders on my boat would fill up and then it would just be if somebody wasn't catching anything they'd just dip into the cup holder so yeah. if they pull out yeah. and throw it out that's whatever cup holder on my boat is it's a mess get a little gunk built up from oh, those yeah, worms down. melting yeah. and stuff yeah. <laughs> have you uh have you got into the big swim bait game a little bit have you ever played I did, that i'd still throw it it mm-hmm. frustrates you right now yeah, yeah come come see me in about a month uh-huh no, what is this? Virginia. About the second week of March, third week of March, and I'll show you as many big fish as you want to see in Texas. We will not catch one of them, but I can show you air one of them. You'll get some follows oh in. Oh, God. So it's, it's, I, got, I don't know if I'll throw it this year. It's brutal. <sighs> Just breaks your heart. <laughs> yeah. It's insane Man. how many will come out from underdog, nose right up to it. I guess I just suck. I don't know. I know how oh, to get them to show themselves. Grief. It's tough. I mean, if you burn it, I've got a couple just burning it. But, uh, oh, wow. Dude, I mean, I've probably seen a hundred over eight pounds and just Jeez. look at you like an yeah, idiot. Sores all get out the next day from throwing those. Yeah. That thing just wears you slick. Well, no, we've had some good uh, Scott's Burl. That's probably my favorite as far as the soft one goes, you know. Okay. We had some good days back in when Monticello, when you could fish Monticello in Texas. Of course, they could close okay. that, but I think you can fish it if you got a kayak now. Is it just really low or? Why do they? Do you know that why they closed it? That was a power plant lake. They okay. shut the power plant down. Yeah, I don't know the whole story behind it. Yeah, yeah you still can't put a can't, can't put, put a bass boat, boat on no more. Okay. And it's got biggins. Yeah, well, and they're probably getting bigger too yeah. now that people aren't chasing them all the time and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, the big the big swim bait game is just so interesting. Watch all those guys from California and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but still, look at Ben Milliken last year. Yeah. He didn't care, you know. He's all big swim bait until it comes tournament time. And there's one of his shows where he told what he caught, and I think the most was Carolina rig. I think that was what he caught most tournament fish wow. on. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you just ain't got that kind of time. You sit yeah. out there and watch these follow you to the dadgum boat all the time. Right. It's like, and then you're dumb enough to sit there on them for thirty or forty more yeah. minutes, thinking, okay, this is going to work. You know, change yeah. my retrieve, change that, change lures. Yeah. Next thing you know, you've spent two hours and. Mm-hmm. You could have went nothing. on down the bank or something and caught something, but yeah, nothing to show for it. No, no. Um, do you fish the spawn much, or do you? Are you one of those guys that kind of leave them alone, or do Hell you? No, I'm going to fish the looking spawn. for them. Yeah. Uh huh. I ain't keeping them. You put them yeah. back, and they go right back on their bed. You know? Just yeah, yeah. Do you? I mean, do you? 
have any places like do you like to sight fish for them do you have a do you like to throw kind of crawdad imitation salamanders yeah you didn't change you'll go through it all yeah it depends on their personality Mm -hmm. really yeah well i've i've been with you when you've been trying to catch uh some off the bed and man it is you were, with, the, you were with me at Murray on that, that one that I yes. did catch. Was you my day one or day two? Spent two days day on this Day two. Fish. I was on day two, and you had that thing come oh, off so of there weird. several times. And oh, I'm thinking, this is it. Us. Here we go. And then, no. She and had two suitors, both of them six pounds. So I caught both of them males. <laughs> yeah, two different beds in this one tiny pot. Well, there's probably more beds than that around, but the two we can yep. see. But. Scary, so I don't know how big it was. All Murray, big and yeah, it was a teener for sure, for sure, no doubt about it. Wait, would come up to the boat first time I seen her, she'd come right to the boat. I almost could have netted her, it's like looking at it. So I'm like, oh my god, so I had my dad with me on the first day, uh huh. Fish, 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 fished all day, and then I took Tim with me the second day, and still seen her again, could not get her to bite. That first day, I got out on the bank, went around, fished over the cattails, coming back this way, thinking I was be slick, but no, nope. <laughs> yeah, that was slick, yeah. That. Wasn't slick enough. <laughs> they're smart. Well, when they get, yeah, when they're that old and big, you know, she was probably, who knows, however old they get. Yeah. Like they get up to 20 years old, so she was probably 15, 20 years old. So she's seen a thing or two. Uh, and then the water clarity of that lake yeah. is, yeah, you see know. you coming a mile away, yeah. Gosh. Do you, uh, w- what's your strategy with the clear water? Do you go down in line size and stuff, or do you think that matters? I like I used to. For the spawn, for bed fishing, no. Mm-hmm. You're, okay. you're retarded if you throw anything under freaking 20 pounds. Yeah. Just like I said, once you beef. piss them off, they don't care what line's on. <laughs> They're eating. They don't care, yeah. yeah. They're going to smash that yeah. bait or whatever. And and I've, especially on the swim bait, I've tried and tried. I've tried everything. When you just got to mm-hmm. consistently follow you, you know, it's oh, got to be something. <laughs> and, and, and really that sight fishing, that bed fishing is – more it's an it's not that they're hungry they're just hacked mm-hmm. that something's messing with their bed yeah and so it's it's that aggressive you're you're triggering that aggressive bite yeah once they first pair up i think for me they're easier to catch really before they get on the bed and once again the bed you're going to spend so much time generally you can get them to bite but it's like when they first pull up and get them a boyfriend they, i think they each want to show off for each other so they freaking crush anything you know and and is it Am, am I correct? Am I thinking that that the spawn actually may be done in waves? That you you can have, say, this wave of fish come in and spawn. And oh, then, there ain't no doubt. And yeah. then maybe the next wave right on the same, maybe, maybe even the same beds. They will get on the same bed, yeah. Not clean the same bed. And so, and, and how, how far into the year have you seen that where you thought, I think I just caught a spawning fish. Probably no, almost July, definitely June. Wow. Jeez. So March. To, well, and people say you can catch in February, too. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Wow. You yep. get some old girl fitting a bust, and you get three or four days at 70-something degrees. When the shallows, it's 70-something degrees, you know, right. in a foot of water. So I don't, I've don't. i never caught one in February, but definitely March through June. Yeah, 100%. Wow. It's so crazy. I feel like people get so caught up in, you know, it's, it's mid-April. We got to be on the mm-hmm. the red buds. Are yeah, I'm guilty of getting caught up on the temperature yeah. thing, too. So, oh, yeah, we're in the 60s. Yeah, don't even worry about it. They get ready to go. They're going to go. Yeah. I mean, I think 55-degree water is when they start biting. That's always seemed to be the case for me. So mm-hmm. You get 55, and they're eating. And They'll yeah. eat under that easy, but 
that's usually when you start getting bites consistently, you know. And so, you know, of course, you know, spring is your chance to catch, you know, a personal record. But, uh, man, that fall fishing for numbers is, yeah. I don't know if you, I mean, just catching some solid fish. What's what's can what's your best day? I mean, fish number-wise. Can you have you had those days where you're just like uh, I couldn't even there was one day on freaking American horse I caught a hundred and something in the morning, took one buddy back, took another one back there and caught a hundred and something that evening. Wow. That was way back in the day though. Yeah. On a freaking uh shad wrap of all things. So throwing a throwing a crankbait. Yeah. And huh. they were just schooled up and just smashing it. I think I'm hearing crankbait in my mind. Yeah. I may need to. And I don't throw them there. You think I throw them all the time, and I don't. That's so how much of an idiot I am. And yeah, you, you're a. I see you throw soft plastics a lot. Uh, you were, and you're good at it. I mean, you got the. Well, yeah, I definitely like that better. I mean, it's always fun when they're on the square bill, you know, and you can bang it in rocks. And mm-hmm. Yes. That's always fun, but. You don't have to worry about getting hung up as much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I. Yeah, it's I just like catching them on anything. So yeah. whenever they're biting, I'm in. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's that time of year almost. I mean, for at, at least, least go to, yeah. guys mm-hmm. like me, I I don't fish a ton during the winter, but about this time of year, I start thinking, well, yeah, about time to get getting, out there. Starts getting the itch. I've got to get my boat in for preventive maintenance and. Uh, because it's time to head to Texas, man. Well, I've I have been uh, in a boat with you in Texas in February, and I they several of those trips are on my list of near death experiences. <laughs> uh, on some of those rough days on Fork, where every other wave that uh, props out of the water and RPMs yeah. are just <laughs> screaming, and I've got about three life jackets on and. Death grip on the <laughs> panic bar. That's just another day. Now, the reason I'm showing you that is because that was August. 105, 105 degrees. Water was 91 degrees. And so it don't matter when you go. You just And that was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Jeez. Wow. So is that it, McGee Creek? No, it's Fork. Fork. Yeah, that 11, oh. 11 pounder on the button. So it don't matter. Like I said, if you can go, you just go. Because you never know. Man. Okay. All right, I gotta ask my question. I know we're getting close yeah, here. Let's hear uh, it. So let's. I, I'm I'm curious uh, about your thoughts on the New York Jets this year. I know you are. There a, is no thoughts on the New York Jets. <laughs> no, no, I know there there's right nothing, is because you're. There's a, nothing. No, seriously, I don't know what you do if you're that dumb to keep getting. Who was the freaking USC quarterback when you start Sam Darnold? Oh my God, I was almost <laughs> done with him at that point. And then you get Zach. That's what five foot tall. What are you doing? <laughs> so there's. What are you going to say? And you get everybody pissed off now. So now the defense, which you've got is good, they don't care anymore. Because I'm obviously, I don't know. I don't know what you do. There's no answers there. Man. None. When, when uh, Rodgers went down. Oh, I, gosh. I I can, I know you don't live a, too, a <laughs> yeah. long, long you way away from me. So yeah. A couple miles. But uh, I thought I heard you yeah. uh, when that. That was, that was going to be the year this year. But. Nope. So we'll see what happens with all that. Yeah. I don't know. I stay mad at football, so. 
Yeah, uh, we 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 ain't got the time, time to go into OU football on this. <laughs> no, that's a whole different episode. I'm not yeah. as high up on them as everybody else at this point. I'm not either. Yeah, so I'd have to let you guys handle that discussion. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. Yeah. Invite Rob Greer on here. It'd be a three-hour podcast. Uh huh. Probably end with I don't know. We need one of those like rage rooms or whatever. Yeah. Get some yeah. TVs out there to smash. You would have a uh, you know. That's the thing that frustrates me is, you know, they, you, you know, your offensive coordinator wants to act like uh, we don't know anything about football when, you know, in the state of Oklahoma, you follow OU as long as we have. Mm-hmm. You, the, the eye test doesn't, doesn't deceive I'm going to run Ty Wee Walker, okay? <laughs> yeah. If we want to go back to last year. That's what I'm going to do. You got him sitting on the bench like, you kidding me? I... I yeah I could not and the people that I listened to really talked about how deficient we were in running back and yet it. I'm sitting there watching this guy yeah every time people. he touches the ball it's five and a half yards yeah, yeah. I and uh, so anyway yeah I, I'm yeah, sorry we, we do plans. not have that kind of time <laughs> yeah, I was no, glad to see we, I was glad to see Levy we we've just started started easing into this and and uh, it's going to get away from us <laughs> yeah. we definitely got to. Uh, sorry, I had to bring up football, but we got to vent. Uh, it's like having a bad yeah. day on a fishing tournament. You got yeah. got to vent a little bit, and uh, so maybe we ought to have a before next season. Let's have a uh, roundtable uh, discussion on the upcoming uh, uh, potential bloodbath of our first SEC uh, mm-hmm. season and see uh, see what how close we are. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully we can. I'll say I hope it goes great for you guys <laughs> with the yeah, smile. We'll so. see. Well, uh, Scott, any uh, closing thoughts or anything? You got any fun trips planned soon, or are you just like next time I got a break in work, I'm getting out there and getting after it? Yeah. No, not really. Like I said, I'll definitely head to Texas. Mm-hmm. That's where I'll be next Have three. You- four five six weeks i meant to ask you this earlier when we were talking about it have you gone down there and fished ohiv with everyone else and their dog i did before like before it got popular we got mm-hmm. popular before it got popular before live scope and all that it had a little bit of a run i went then well cliff went with yes yeah. okay that's like we, i caught one seven and a half pounder i think it's the only fish we've seen mm-hmm. so no i don't like you hear too many stories guys go down there for a week not get a bite so yeah screw that <laughs> and then they're not even fishing it this year they're at that other lake so. Is there another one down there that's hot There are now? several that they try to yeah. keep under wraps. J.B. Thomas is one they're catching the big ones this year. Gotcha. And it's closer. It's They all just cringed when you said that name, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Can, all easy. the thousands of Bassmaster yeah. anglers that are listening to this yeah. thing. No, it's, that one there is pretty easy to figure out. So that's where they're at right now. But Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious you've got a good idea on all the Oklahoma lakes, so. Pretty and much. those North Texas ones. So well, I need to get. I've got to get a lot better. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's good. Where man. That's where I'll be headed. Keeps things interesting for yeah. sure. So, well, yeah. Thanks for coming on and spending the evening with us. And I'm gonna need that money now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my Hudson, Hudson will have your check afterwards. So yeah, might uh, it might pay for a little tank of gas or That'll something work. in your yeah moped because it'd be pretty cheap but anyway yeah thanks for spending the evening with us and hopefully uh this is a good year for you on the on the water so and hopefully tim doesn't fall out of the boat next time and gets hopping wet that was you that fell out right tim no oh was it cliff 
No, that was. Oh, that was you. <laughs> oh, the fork one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, and can I say I can testify that yes, he will declare I'm about to catch one. Yes. And he that yeah, was did. a jig bite. <laughs> yeah. And he he hung it. And then the next thing I know, he's uh, yeah. Well, here's the deal. So we're going down to a creek fishing stumps. Not right, and I catch like a five pound. Catch a six pounder. I'm like, all right. I got Tim and Cliff in the boat. Boys, tie a black and blue jig on because I got three giant stumps up here on this creek channel bend. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, there's a fish on every one. <laughs> we pull up. I kick it sideways and I flip up there and sure as the day is long, wham! And I mean, this fish comes running right at the boat. I can't catch up with it. Run right down the side of the boat. It's tail walking down the side of the boat, and you would have thought. I went from the trolling motor, ran to the back, and just dove in. It's probably what it looked like. But she'd wrapped around the motor, so I went to grab her, and I got coveralls on, and you know, because it's cold. Uh huh. And I just went right in. <laughs> right in. And, and I'm Reagan. No, I'm they're, not. they're Reagan. laughing at me, and I, I'm taking pictures, and I can't even breathe because it's so freaking cold. I did read his lips, and it is not appropriate for what was yeah. coming out of uh, the. The words that could he, he couldn't, but he, I will say, he salvaged his uh, rod. He yeah, uh, that he had it. Uh, it bobbed up there. He grabbed it. And Did he lose the fish? Definitely lost. The fish. Yeah, lost the fish, and it was it is so cold that day. You know, Cliff and I uh, had so many layers on. We were. I had to skin down in his bar clothes. Yep. We kept fishing. I'm like, we're going like in. like Capri's on Scott since he's 6'4". But, uh, you know, they... Uh, and he was in threat of having a bad sunburn from about uh, just below the knee to the ankle. Yeah. But uh, other than that... But he survived. I least. did see that fish, and it was a big fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, But Scott was so fast and hit the side of that boat and... I mean, like a stinking water slide (laughs) flew off there. And uh, thankfully, that was before the phone days. We didn't have cell phones in our I thought we did. I don't remember what year that was. Yeah, it was. No, we had cell phones. Well, we must have had them them back in the glove box or something. uh, But that was a great trip. Scott schooled us that day uh, on big fish, but pulled us up on that. Uh, bank right there and we put a bunch of fish in the boat yeah that was a good evening that's the way fork does you got to fish in about three days usually one day nothing one day you figure something out and then the third day you catch them yeah or that's me that's what happened yeah Yeah. well I just keep thinking of questions so we better wrap it up before I ask too many so (laughs) thanks for uh, again coming on and sharing some stories and teaching us at least a little something because I know I got plenty to learn on all this crap so Uh, yeah I just, if it's just me, I'm going to put on a spinnerbait and just start going down the bank. So <laughs> I, uh, I'm inspired now. So anyway, thank you to uh, Scott for coming on and anyone else that listened. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you next week.